Hello and welcome to the Film Pulse Podcast. This is episode number 426. My name is Adam Patterson. With me today, we've got Kevin Rakeshaw. Hey, Kevin. Hello. How's it going? Uh, you know, it's going all right. How's it going over there? Uh, pretty good. I got my my booster, my COVID booster. Oh, you're yeah. on the booster already. You leveled up. I'm on the booster, man. I'm boosting it up. Wow. Yeah, I'm. Wow. so I got my vaccine, I think, maybe six months ago. I think that's what it was six months ago. So I was eligible for the booster. So I went ahead and got it because I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be going up to New York next week, and then I have family coming down to visit for Thanksgiving, and I just wanted to make sure that I'm like you know, ultra protected, mainly mm-hmm. just mainly just like for them, for their sake. Even though they're all vaxxed and everything, but yeah, it's good to get buffed, mm-hmm. buffed with the booster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially because you know you're seeing more and more cases of people who who are vaxxed that are like still getting it and stuff. Yeah, you've got like an immune system plus three. Yeah, now. yep. Actually, I actually know someone who was vaccinated who got it. So same here. I had someone at work. Yep, someone at my work also. So yeah, it's pretty rough. Uh, this week on the show, we'll be going over the Netflix Western, The Harder They Fall. We'll also be going over some watching on the watch list and talking about this week's new releases in theaters, VOD and Blu-ray. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Please remember to review us on iTunes if you get a moment. That'd be extremely helpful. Uh, I think we can just uh, hop on in. Just hop on in to The Harder They Fall. This is directed by James Samuel stars a slew of people that were that we will no doubt mention in a few minutes i have a synopsis here when an outlaw discovers his enemy is being released from prison he reunites his gang to seek revenge in this western now kevin we'll start with you what were your initial impressions of the harder they fall well i wasn't as excited for this as you were it seemed like this one like shot up your most anticipated rather quickly yeah, I mean, Throughout the year, you just kept getting more and more amped for this guy. Well, yeah, and I'll, I think that part of it was um, the the main part of it was the cast, but the mm-hmm. secondary part of it was that there just isn't a lot that I'm excited for this year. So <laughs> when something like this comes around, it gets me pretty amped <laughs> up because there's just not a lot. Like, like I wasn't excited for. I'm excited for the French Dispatch. And this, and that's like it. Maybe that's about it. Uh, maybe the last last night. What is it? Last night in Soho. Yeah, maybe, maybe that a little bit, perhaps. But yeah, I was, uh, I was mainly yeah. excited for this. This, I mean, this looked all right, mostly because of the cast and Western. And uh, but I gotta say, like, as soon as it dropped and it was available, like out of nowhere. It was like something was unleashed in me, and I was just like, oh my god, I'm so excited. Now that it was available to me, and that I could watch it. Yeah. The expectations were still low. I mean, it's a Netflix movie. It's got a great cast, right? But it's still a Netflix movie. So, I mean, the expectations still weren't that high. I was really going in and just hoping to have a, like an, like an entertaining popcorn flick, really. Is what I was looking for. And I got to say, uh, for the most part, it delivered on that. I agree. I, despite being excited for it, I also had my expectations pretty tempered. Just because I knew it was a Netflix movie and all of that. 
it's not like I was expecting this to be my number one movie of the year or anything like that. And I had the same sort of expectations. I was just hoping that it was going to be fun. The trailer made it look fun. It looked like a fun, action-packed Western with a great cast and some really great characters. And that's kind of what I wanted. I wanted a Dirty Dozen type, you know, fun action movie Western. Mm -hmm. I love, I like Westerns for the most part, but for me, uh, the more sort of formulaic they are, the better. Like I, I actually don't like Westerns that tend to deviate from the typical style. I I like very formulaic Westerns because that's just what I have the most fun with. There's like certain movies like slow West or other movies that kind of twist the Western genre. And I always think that they end up being a little too dry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. That's a good point because I'm kind of realizing that I'm like that myself where it's just like, I really just want a group of people a group of gunslingers going after someone, mm-hmm. getting some revenge, yeah. and just having some shootouts, having some great set pieces, some action set pieces, which I think this this film does a great job of. I love the uh, the look of Redwood, the buildings and everything. Like it just looked phenomenal to me. And then of course when they go to, I want to say it was like Maze Town, the White Town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where everything was just white, mm-hmm. just completely white. I love that. I just like I like yeah. I like those. I like that. I like the production design of this movie. I like the set design, and you got some great action set pieces. Just a lot of gun action going on. Yeah, and uh, well, I don't know what more you really wanted. It was everything. Honestly. It was everything I was hoping for. I, it felt very Tarantino esque. So if you're into you know the the stylings of of Tarantino definitely has those trappings where it's it's like very stylish so everything's like uber stylized the cinematography is kind of hyper stylized too Uh, sometimes it feels almost music video-esque but i liked a lot of the camera work in it there was some really incredible shots that one shot where they they zoom in from inside the building they go through the window and all the way across town like I don't even know how they did that, but it looked incredible. I like the the overhead, mm-hmm. the shadows on the you know the standoff. Yeah, there's that. That, that was the one thing that kind of surprised me a little bit. You know, that I that I kind of took as a bonus is some of the stylish camera work that's in here that I thoroughly enjoyed. I love the the um, it's far more modern because I didn't watch the trailer, so I I, I didn't really have been any idea what this was going to be and i liked i liked the modern feel of it yeah same in terms of the visuals but also the dialogue mm-hmm. and it was just fun and it the music was, too. it was far more yeah it was far more fun than i was expecting it to be yeah i think that i think that the fact that it is a conventional western but it definitely has a modern twist to it I feel like there are certain, like, I think that Django Unchained sort of has that same kind of vibe to it. Um, but yeah, I think that, that that James Samuel did a really good job of striking that balance between like a traditional Western and injecting some more contemporary elements into it. Um, the music, especially, I think he does a really good job with the music. He is a, pro- a pro- producer, if you're not familiar with what uh with his career 
I wasn't super familiar with him. Uh, I, I know that he's a producer, but that's really all I knew before going into this. And it should be noted that this is a, an adaptation of a short film that he did uh, several years ago, back in 2013, called They Die by Dawn. And I actually watched the short film. It is on YouTube. And it's kind of yeah. interesting to see the short film compared to this because you have the same characters, but they're all played by different people. But like uh, Michael Kenneth Williams was the Nat Love character. Uh -huh. uh, Erica Badu was the, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Stagecoach Mary. So Erica Badu played so, that character. So you even have... A, a solid cast in the short yeah the yeah <laughs> yeah rosario dawson uh was in it giancarlo esposito was in it jesse williams bokeem woodbine bokeem played bill pickett jesus yeah that's a, like that's if you had that cast with this movie i would still it, it would still yeah excited. i would still go see it uh and then interestingly uh felicia pearson who you the name's not like super familiar but you would probably if you saw the wire you would recognize her she plays the bartender who was the equivalent of the um, what's her name in this coffee i believe that's okay. like the the equivalent and i thought so i thought that, that was kind of interesting casting there in this one you have jonathan majors as nat love zazie beats is mary uh i mean I can't I can't speak highly enough of this cast. Like the cast was the thing that that brought me to the movie to begin with and I feel like everybody delivered. Like they were all just firing on all cylinders. They were having a, a it, it looked like they were just having fun with this movie. Of course you have yeah. Regina King in here as Trudy Smith who is uh, outstanding just like everything else she's in. Lakeith Stanfield Boy, like, uh, is Cherokee Bill. Loved loved me some Cherokee Bill. Uh Idris Elba, of course. What a, what a cast. Oh, yeah. Loved it. Oh, yeah. Loved it. And it was also one of those situations where I was having a hard time rooting for anybody because, like, I knew that, like, Idris Elba's crew was, they were, like, the bad guys. But at the same time, they were so cool that I, I had a hard time, like, rooting against, like, wanting them to, to lose. Yeah, I, I think it also kind of benefited from that as well for me is that, I like both gangs. Mm -hmm. So I, it's kind of like, it's kind of like when your team's not in the championship game and you're just like, I just hope it's a good game. Yeah. I just hope they have fun. You, you tend to enjoy the watch. You tend to flip flop. Whoever, whoever's behind you start to root for. <laughs> yeah. I want them to play hard. Yeah. I just want them to have fun. Do their best. And they, they look like they did. Mm -hmm. They look like they had a good time. Uh, the other thing that surprised me about this was the writing. I thought that the script was really good in this. That's one thing that I think, like, that comparing this to the short film, the short film had a pretty snappy script, too, but it really wasn't on the same level as this. I think that the... I loved all of the dialogue in this, like the quips and the banter and all of that stuff, I thought was just really on point. It was It was funny, it was energetic, and I think that it fit the tone of the film very nicely. Yeah. I mean, this, it, to me, it just, it had, it had a really good energy to it that I wasn't necessarily expecting. And I just can't, I it just, I enjoyed it. 
I, I just had fun. It was energetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good, good action set pieces, too. I know you mentioned that, but pretty violent. I mean, uh, outside of that, I, I'm just, I like pretty much everything about it. I mean, there, I do have some issues with like the pacing of it, but not enough that it really detracted from the movie. You know, I think it, it could have used, you know, a little bit more, uh, streamlining, but mm-hmm. not that big of a deal. Yeah. I agree. I think that it's a movie like this, when you have this large ensemble, I think it's hard to, to sort of do that. And I think that, I think they did a decent job of developing the characters while still keeping the narrative kind of moving forward. But I do agree that I think there were some, uh, just a few pacing issues where it, it felt like it was um, just need, need to be, moving moving forward a little bit quicker but But, you know yeah i didn't to me it wasn't that big of a deal yeah no for for me i would only have like small nitpicks with this movie i i i had a really good time with it i've been listening to the soundtrack i will probably revisit this one more time before before the year's over because i had just such a good time with it and you know what like didn't expect this to be on my top 10 but looking at the movies that I've seen this year, this probably will be on my top 10 just because I mean, it just as far as like fun factor, like I I haven't really had fun with that many movies this year. And this one, I just, I had a blast with. So I think that it, it definitely is a contender for that top 10 spot. Yeah. I, I gotta agree with you there. And, and I think that's exactly what you, what you're getting at is like, I, there's been a number of solid films really enjoyable films this year but i don't know that if i've had like a lot of fun like in an action sense I, the only thing i can really think of is like paper tigers and uh nobody and like that's it but this is like a this is something that you don't necessarily get that often mm-hmm. you know a, yeah. a western action film so when you get that and it's actually uh highly enjoyable it's stylish it you know it's got some snappy dialogue to it and it's kind of fun at the same time like and it i mean it's actually colorful yeah which is which is a nice bonus but not everything was brown and yellow and yeah yes (laughs) (laughs) Mm. yeah so it's pretty cool i i would also recommend checking out the the short film just just know that it's not anywhere on the same level as this one the short film is it is about an hour long so it's not that short by any stretch and certainly didn't have the same budget as this it's it's mostly conversations in the short film uh but you know it's it's still I'd say worth a look just to see where this kind of came from and even though it is adapted it's not the same exact story like not not the exact same thing happens i also liked uh jim beckworth rj kyler's character Mm -hmm. i thought he was i thought he was great uh anything else to add about the harder they fall no i just uh, like i i recommend it it's it's a lot of fun yeah hearty recommend all right let's go ahead and give it a score uh I, i man i'm sitting at like an eight on this one just because i 
have almost nothing negative to say about it. I, I think that aside from, you know, a few pacing issues here and there, I just had a really great time with it. So sitting like an eight, maybe even eight and a half. I don't even know. I think I'm like a seven and a half, eight. I might even, I'm going to bump it up to an eight. We'll see. Eight's all around. Nice. All right. That's the harder they fall. That is available on Netflix right now. So definitely recommend checking that out. Let's talk about some of what I'm watching. Now we were off last week. So I have like a pretty much all of the movies that I saw are horror movies for Halloween. But that's pretty much the, the norm for me anyway. So uh, I saw Antlers. Ooh. This is playing in theaters right now. Now, I didn't go to the theater to see this. Full disclosure, I did, uh, did get a screener for it. Uh, so this is directed by Scott Cooper. Um, I thought it was okay. So this is a... Doesn't, it's, not, it's sort of a full car, but not really. More of a creature feature than anything. It stars Carrie Russell and Jesse Plemons, and they, uh, their brother and sister, Carrie Russell, plays a teacher, and she discovers that one of her students appears to be uh, a, a victim of abuse. So she starts investigating it and discovers that something very horrific happened to this boy's father and younger brother. And what you have here is perhaps a Wendigo situation. Jesse Plemons plays the, the like the town sheriff. And it's okay. I, I would say that the effects work is quite good. Like the creature design and stuff looks awesome. It's a great mix of practical and CG. And I, I really enjoyed the creature design on it. The atmosphere is somewhat creepy. And it deals with some very kind of disturbing subject matter. But overall, I didn't find it to be very memorable. So maybe a super light recommend. Don't recommend seeing it in the theater. I would say, you know, wait for it to be on VOD or Netflix or one of those. But yeah, it's yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty mediocre, pretty middle of the road for me. Antlers. Antlers. Anytime I hear that, I'm reminded on my way to work, there's a house. That has a their their mailbox, the post that it's on is completely covered in antlers. Oh, nice! Like like thirty antlers. Oh, cool! Like cool. It, it's like it's a ridiculous amount of antlers. Cool. Yeah, and they ant- decided to put it on the on the mailbox. Antlers definitely play a role in this movie. I mean, it really, it's almost worth it just to see the creature. But yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, I watched Friday the 13th from 1980. Oh, the OG. This is the OG. I've never seen this. What? Yeah. Wow. Nice. I don't know. And I'm like, I know that I've seen a movie with Jason in it, but I I don't know which one it was. I have no idea Mm -hmm. because there's so many. Well, it wasn't this one. It was not this one because I thought for sure it was this one. And uh, no, I don't. I didn't remember any of this stuff. <laughs> and the fact that Jason's not in it, yeah. which yeah. I didn't know, <laughs> which was I gotta say, like slightly disappointing. 
Because you were expecting Jason? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, mean I, I think a lot of people, probably a lot of people who don't know that, and were like, yeah. oh man, I want to I watch Friday the 13th, the, the original, and then like, you don't see Jason or the hockey mask. He doesn't get the hockey mask until the third one. Yeah, which, it, like, it was disappointing, but at the same time, I'm also kind of like, well, that's something. I mean, I here I am in 2021, you know, watching Friday the 13th. I've been able to make it from 1983. <laughs> that's incredible. The whole way to 2021 without watching a Friday the 13th movie, except that one that I saw, and I have no idea what it is. And that this movie was, like, not, like, ruined. It wasn't spoiled for me in any way. Like, I've never once come across <laughs> someone like, Friday the 13th original from 1980 actually doesn't have Jason in it. <laughs> uh, so, like, that was, I was just kind of, like, gobsmacked. Yeah, afterwards. that's incredible. Like, wow. wow. Unbelievable. Uh, and with that being said, the like, the actual movie itself... <clears throat> Even, you know, getting rid of the whole uh, being disappointing that there's no Jason with the hockey mask. Uh, this is just, it's kind of just meh. Mm. After, you know, seeing a bunch of other slasher movies from, you know, before and after. And then getting this one, you know, being far out from it. It's just like, okay. Like, you're just introduced to people and you know that they're going to get killed at some point, And like, yeah, it's okay. Like, it wasn't that, it wasn't anything special, I didn't think. And some of the characters were uh, pretty irritating. And I was hoping that they would get killed early on, and they did, so that that made me happy. But I did love the town. Mm. When, uh, the you know, the woman, the, the cook, is kind of hiking into town. I want to visit that town. That was my main takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> it might be a, a bit of a controversial statement, but I actually like Sleepaway Camp one more than I like Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, I like Friday the Thirteenth, but I, I think Sleepaway Camp is better. I'm trying to think of I saw Sleepaway you. You didn't camp see Sleepaway Camp. I didn't. No, you didn't. What's the camp one that I did see? You saw uh, the Burning, the one with Jason Alexander. Yes. The I burning. like that one more. That one's great, yeah. The Burning's great, too. I think I like the most slashers from that time period more than Friday the 13th. The thing about that, the thing about Friday the 13th is it came out in 1980, so it was like, right, I mean, you could hardly even say that Friday the 13th was kind of hopping on the, the slasher boom. It was really one of the catalysts for it, you know? Like, a lot of the stuff that came out later on was was influenced by friday the 13th as much as it was halloween so yeah so when you when you have situations like that you know subsequent movies they always want to up the ante they want to make everything bigger and crazier than the previous ones so i think that that's what why when you see friday yeah. the 13th now you're just like ah, you know it's fine but yeah and you you have some of that that halloween you know the, the POV, mm-hmm. everyone, or what I should, I should say, what Black Christmas was probably before that. Yeah. So everything, you know, you're just you're just adding, layering, mm-hmm. which is it's a good idea. I like the idea of Friday the Thirteenth, where you take that and you're like, let's do it at a summer camp because that's genius. Yeah, and then you have that Savini 
go- those Savini gore effects too. So like with the original yeah. Halloween, yeah, there was a decent body count, but nothing was like over the top. You know, with Friday the 13th, you had like the Kevin Bacon death and stuff and like the the kills were and- more elaborate. Yeah, they you had a, you get- had a, you had an exploding head, which I think is the highlight here. Mm-hmm. Any, yeah. any movie with an exploding head is an automatic recommend <laughs> on my part. Of course, yeah, naturally. I love it. Fucking love it. Cool. Just give me an exploding head. Practical effects. Love it. Yeah, me too. Miss miss practical effects. All right, that's Friday the 13th, 1980. Uh, let's see. I saw Paranormal Activity Next of Kin. This is the new one that somehow came out, and I don't think anybody knew about it. Like, I don't think it was just me. I'm pretty sure that nobody knew that this movie existed before the no. week that it came out. And it blew my mind when you texted me that, and then the follow-up that it was Amish. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which also, because that I had a lot of questions, which I hope you answer right now. Yeah, so it's basically the premise is uh, there's there's this young woman who dis- who is she's adopted and she always knew that her her biological mother left her on at a hospital just like left her on the the stoop of a hospital and she did 23 and me and discovered that she has a brother and it turns out that this brother is Amish, but he left, like he left the community. And uh, so she, she ends up meeting up with the brother and then the brother is, is like, Hey, do you want to, you know, come meet, meet the family and maybe you can get some answers as to why you were, you were left all of this stuff. And then she, she decides to make a documentary about it. And that's, that's the setup. So then she goes into this Amish town, or so she thinks, and uh, yeah, goes from there. Some some weird stuff starts to happen. Some paranormal activities begin occurring, but it's not uh, it's not very good. It's not very good at all, fortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're telling me this movie's not good. Nope, I am not. I'm I'm not telling. I I am telling you that it is not good. I don't know. Seems hard to believe. Yeah. So it's it's shot. It's a found footage movie. So it's it's shot in a found footage style. You so you have a lot of the same exact formulaic things that you get in every found footage movie. A little bit more slick than most found footage movies because it's supposed to be like like a real documentary. It, it's not shot like a mockumentary or anything. Just to be clear, but. Like the quality is just better than most that what you see in most found footage movies, but it really isn't doing it too many favors. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just this really forgettable thing that that really is paranormal activity in name only. Like th- th- there's no connection to the the rest of the series. Gotcha. So yep. Uh, I would pass on Paranormal Activity next of kin. It is on Paramount Plus if you're interested. Uh, Paramount Plus. It's a that's a freaking garbage service. I'm sorry. I can imagine. I don't know how they make it. Some of these. Nope. Uh, another horror movie that I watched on Netflix is on on Letterbox. It's called The Scary House. All right. 
But the poster says The Strange House. And on Netflix, it's called The Strange House. So I'm not quite sure why Letterboxd has it listed as The Scary House. That seems incorrect. But either way, this is a German horror movie. Uh, Perhaps Austrian? I'm not 100% sure. I think it takes place in Austria. There's some stuff that kind of I missed out on that I just don't know. Because there's this this uh, this family, big city, uh, mother, who husband has recently passed away. She's got two sons. They move out to the country. She's working at this like cave system. So they move out to the country for like two years, right? And of course the the oldest son is a teenager, and he's just he is miserable. He does not want to be out in Podunk. I guess Austria, because they talk about like being like on the border, because he's kind of made fun of being there. Like they make fun of him for being German, and then uh, some of the people talk Slovenian. But either way, it's uh, it's kind of like a more of like a family film, uh, kind of a little bit comedy, not overly uh, scary with horror elements or anything like that. It's just the house that they move into, of course, is haunted. Uh, two two sons died there from a poisoning, and they kind of get wrapped up into trying to figure out what actually happened. And of course, they make some friends with uh, some of the other kids, the other outsiders, and uh, they kind of team up. And all in all, like it's an alright movie. It's like straight down the middle for me. Mm. It was an enjoyable enough time watching it. You know, it it did what I needed it to do in the month of October, <laughs> any other month. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no. But in October that, you know, there's, there's what I'm looking for is just, I'm inhibited, man. I'm just, I, give me any heart. Yeah. I'm I, at I'm that the same point way. now. And it, you, like, if it's entertaining enough, like, I'm like, thank you for your service. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Strange house. You did your job for that night. <laughs> All right, uh, that's the strange house, aka the scary house, on Netflix. Uh, I saw one on Netflix called The Ritual. This is one that came out in 2017, but and I meant to watch it like back when it came out, but for whatever reason, I just it couldn't squeeze it in. And then, as as things do, it just sort of eluded me. But this year, I went back and and watched it. It's directed by David Bruckner, and it involves a a group of of friends who they all went to college together and they, they get together after the uh, untimely death of one of them in a, a robbery gone wrong. They all decide to get together and do this camping trip, this hiking trip in order to like honor him. And they end up taking a shortcut through the woods after one of them gets injured and uh horrible things befall them supernatural things pagan rituals horrible visions mm-hmm. nightmare creatures everything and uh it's it's pretty good i uh, i really I actually really enjoyed this this is another this one is sorry go ahead i was just gonna say this is based on our an adaptation i guess of a adam neville novel and he's the same guy that wrote the novel that 
was turned into No One Gets Out Alive, which is oh. also a Netflix horror movie that I talked about a couple weeks back. Mm, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Did not know that. Uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this. Good creature design on this as well. This also has a Wendigo-type creature in it, Ooh. which is interesting. It's, it's actually pretty similar to the one that you see in Antlers. But, uh, yeah, I really, I really like the ritual. It's very creepy. It, it is very creepy. So, give it a well, look. It is on Netflix. With that, with that in mind, for you, definitely check out No One Gets Out Alive. I think you'll like it. I will. Because the creature design in that movie is pretty damn good, too. Definitely will. Uh, I think that's it for me. I, th- I feel like I watched something else, but I don't know what it was. <laughs> I had a hard, yeah, I was like having a hard time logging everything. Um, let's see. I saw Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker. Oh, boy. Yeah, this is, a, this is an 80s slasher that's uh, on Shudder right now. Uh, I had a really good time with this. This, this was, yeah, I, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm always looking for 80 slashers that I haven't seen. And this was, this was one of them. I haven't, never saw this before. Never heard. And I didn't, I don't even think I heard of it actually. And, uh, yeah, had a really great time with it. Don't have much to say about it, but I would definitely check it out. It's especially if you have shutter, it's good shit. I don't understand how this guy went from making all these beach movies in the 60s. You mean beach party, beach blanket bingo, bikini beach, muscle beach party, <laughs> had to stuff a wild bikini. What else? I think that's it for the bikini slash beach movies. And then gets to the 80s, Butcher Baker, Nightmare Maker. Yeah. Why not? Basically, this is about a, a, a domineering mother who basically her, her son is coming of age and he's starting to get interested in girls and he starts dating this girl and, and the mom like just freaking loses it. Oh, no. She'll stop at nothing to keep her, her son. Or is it? Or is it? Is it her son? I don't know. Gotta, gotta watch it. Might be some twists going on there. Did she kill Bill Paxton? There's, re- there's revelations. Revelations she- abound. Yeah, Bill Paxton gets it. He's, he's a victim. Yeah. Has <laughs> anyone killed her on the beach? During, um, like, I don't think bikini, so. Bingo blanket time? No, I don't think so. Mm. Not that I can recall. Uh, the only other one that I'll mention is Black Box. This is directed by Emmanuel Osai Kofor Jr. Sorry for the pronunciation. This uh, stars uh, Mamodu Athi as this guy who was in a car accident that killed his wife and left him with a with a traumatic brain injury. That essentially, like he doesn't have, like he just forgets everything. Like his memory's just garbage. Like he's having a really hard time piecing together his past. He like forgets things, uh, like things about his wife. He forgets his wedding, stuff like that. And he has a a young daughter. And there's like a couple times where he forgets to pick her up from school. And he's just kind of like getting at the end of his rope with it. 
um, because he's a photographer and it's affecting his work too. As it turns out when he like turns in the latest set of, of um, photos, like they're just not on the same quality level that they were before the accident. And he decides to accept an offer to do this like experimental procedure to sort of repair his brain. And there's this like really famous uh, neuroscientist played by Felicia Rashad who does this like experiment on him. And, and there's a lot of um, crazy revelations that happen in this good twists uh, here. I overall thought it was pretty middle of the road at the end of the day. I don't even know if I'd call this a horror movie, but it, it, it does go to some interesting places. Like, I didn't really see where it was going. And when like the twists start to occur, I think that it is kind of a, a an interesting concept. So it's more of this is more like a sci-fi thriller, but it, yeah, it kind of messes around with ideas of like memory and consciousness and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, so maybe, maybe a very light, recommend i think i saw this on amazon prime pretty sure it was on amazon prime i've never heard of this i didn't either like i was just paging through like prime and hulu and stuff just looking for something to watch and i saw this listed and i just so i just gave it a look and yeah just fucking went for it yeah i just went for it and it turned out turned out okay all right that worked out for you sometimes it doesn't Mm mm-hmm a lot of times, a lot of times it doesn't. There's That's like, true. There's Let's like three or four. Serious. There's like three or four movies on my list that I didn't mention this week because they did not work out. Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah, you're right. That does happen far more often. Yeah. And there's no one really to blame. No. Just blindly picking movies. Yeah. On a fucking streaming site. What do you expect? Exactly. It's gonna happen. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't mind it. I pay it no mind. <laughs> you fucking dingus. Yeah. Shit, more than likely. Whatever. All right, let's take a look at what we have in theaters this week. The only one that I see here is Clifford the Big Red Dog, so you oh know, boy. go go check that out at your local theater. My question is just why? Just why? It looks so awful. Need movie too. So bad. Eternals it came out. We were, we were off last week, so Eternals came out. I didn't see it. Haven't heard. I didn't see it. No, I didn't see it. I was kind of surprised. Yeah, I mean, I was planning on it. It just, it's been hard, man. Like, I just, I've been so busy lately, and I still feel like I only want to go to the theater, like, for stuff that I'm really excited about. Understandable. And honestly, like, I'm not, like, I'm curious to see it, but I'm just not excited about it. So, I don't know. And, And also, like, I kind of forgot that it was even coming out, so that's another thing. <laughs> on VOD this week, let's see. On the 9th, we have A Gift from Bob. It's a Saban Films release, so take that for what, it, what it's worth. Uh, we got Lair coming out, Hope, Hell Hath No Fury, A Stalker in the House, that cold, dead look in your eyes. We have the spore. 
got the Acid King coming out. Story of Rick Queso, an American teenager who murdered his friend Gary Lowers in an alleged satanic sacrifice. Oh, if you've heard this song by Aesop Rock and Tobacco, you would know about that story. Yeah, this was one of the cases that, that sort of sparked the whole satanic panic thing in the 80s Uh, let's see what else we have here see you next christmas and then on the 11th we have great white which is going to be on shutter we got 3212 unredacted on hulu it's a documentary we got small time and then on the 12th we have red notice that's the action comedy with Rock and Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot. We have Double Walker. Ooh, Double Walker. A young ghost haunts her cold Midwestern hometown, trying to piece together the horrific flashes of her memories from her past. Oh boy. We have Apex. Mayor Pete it is obviously a documentary about Mayor Pete on Amazon Prime. Uh, Night Raiders. Soulmates, The Accursed, and that's about it for VOD. On Blu-ray this week, we got The Outsiders, the complete novel. Odd that they would call it that, but there it is. Why would... I mean, I get it, but at the same time, why would you do that? We have Evolution coming out from 2001. I remember liking that when I was younger. I forgot all about that movie. I remember I had a poster for it. Mm-hmm. The, the smiley face with the three eyes. Yep. It was the, the first thing that came to my mind as soon as you said it. It's like, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. The Hills Have Eyes is coming out on 4K. That's going to be an Arrow release. LA Story from 1991. I want to revisit this. This has been on my list to rewatch for a long, long time. Let's see LA Story again. Haven't seen it since I was a kid. Uh, Ten Commandments is coming out on 4K. Fury from 1936. The Last of Sheila from 1973. Uh, the Bank Dick from 1940. Mm-hmm. W.C. Fields. Uh, that Reminiscence movie from earlier this year is coming out. Ladies They Talk About from 1933. Uh, another W.C. Fields movie, It's a Gift. Uh, the Chinese Boxer from 1970. Let's see. One More Train to Rob from 1971. Old Henry from earlier this year. It's a Western. Uh, Respect wasn't... That's the one um, with uh, Jennifer Hudson about Aretha Franklin, which I Mm -hmm. didn't even realize that came out. Uh, Let's see what else we have. Looks like The Addams Family is getting a new release. That's the the live-action one from 91. Nice. Those hold up, by the way. Uh, Top Gun from 1986. Looks like a steel book, maybe something, some kind of new. Oh, it's a special collector's edition. Sorry. Ooh, uh, Voodoo virus from looks like earlier this year. Uh-uh. It's made. It looks vintage, but uh, yeah, I guess it's one of those like new ones. Uh, that's pretty much it. What about criterions? No criterions. No criterions this week. Okay. All right. Well, zero. Plenty of stuff coming out on VOD. So. Should keep, should keep you occupied, I would think. I believe that that's going to do it for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, please remember to send us your questions and topics to podcast at filmpulse.net. You can follow us on Twitter at filmpulse.net and at filmpulsekevin. 
And if you have a moment, consider reviewing us on iTunes. That would be extremely helpful. For Kevin Rakestraw, my name is Adam Patterson. We'll see you next week. Bye.